Welcome back to Big Lezzers League. Let's go through your Super Saturday for round 27, the last round of the regular season. The Dolphins, fins up, baby. Fins up. They beat the Warriors 34-10. Solid win there to end the year for the Dolphins. Yes, the Warriors had a lot of players out. Yes, the Warriors were most likely going to lose that game. Did I still have a bit of hope that the Warriors were going to win to finish off the year, set a good tone going into finals? Yes, I did. Did I have faith in the youngsters? Yes, I did. Uh, did the Dolphins get their fins up? Yes, they did. The Dolphins, 34-10 to 10, uh, to kick off your Super Saturday. Pretty impressive stuff from the Dolphins. Pretty impressive stuff. Uh, obviously, the return of Kenny Bromwich as well into this side. Uh, I thought that he was impressive there in the middle, and I didn't really picture him as a middle going into this year. Um, you know, a little bit of a sneak peek into the review of the season for the Dolphins, but... You know, I didn't really see him, you know, as a middle going into this year, but he has done a decent job in the middle there uh, as a, a ball-playing sort of lock forward. Obviously, the Dolphins did lose Harrison Graham to a groin injury in the first half, which was pretty unfortunate for them, uh, but they still managed to have a solid, solid game. Valence Tawade ran for 177 metres and a three-tackle bust for the Dolphins. Probably his best game in a Dolphins jersey, to be honest, even better than the game where he scored two tries. Uh, I thought that he was really, really good there, uh, Valence Tawade. Uh, Cody Nicarima sparked the Dolphins with two try assists, four line break assists, and a line break. I thought that he was really impressive. And I feel like he's been really impressive all year in the six. Would not be surprised if he ends up starting in the six role next year because um, he was really impressive, and he has been over the past few weeks for the Dolphins, even in games where they've lost. I think that if there's been any shining light for the Dolphins, it's been through Cody Nicarima. Uh, the Dolphins have now defeated four top eight teams in their debut seasons. The Raiders, the Knights, the Sharks, and the Warriors. Make that five because they obviously beat the Roosters at the start of the year as well. Uh, they did forgot to mention that there on the NRL app. Uh, the Dolphins had 61% possession of the ball in the first half and made 1,284 metres to 632 by the Warriors. That is a fuckload of meters for all those players. Holy moly. Uh, The Dolphins had 15 line breaks to three for the match. That is insane. Uh, Josh Curran worked hard all day for the Warriors with 131 meters and 36 tackles. Solid stuff there uh, in a losing side. Jermaine Asako, I mean, fuck, he's been impressive all year. All year. Finishes the season with 244 points. He ran for 204 meters on the day and had six tackle busts. He has to be at least one of the informed wingers in the competition at the moment. He has been incredible. Uh, Jermaine Asako, absolutely incredible um, all year for the Dolphins. And uh, I think it was a really positive way to end the year. And to be honest, I was having a discussion about this with a mate the other day. You know, the way they've come into this season, you know, obviously expected to be very fucking low on the ladder. They've come in, they've beaten five top eight sides at stages this season, being obviously the ones that I mentioned before. And they finished 13th. A lot of people had them 16th, 15th. They finished 13th, 24 points, tying with the Titans. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. Just behind the Seagulls, the Cowboys, the Eels, and the Rabbitohs. I mean, all of those sides potentially could have made the top eight at stages this year. And that's how close the competition is. That's how close the competition is. They're only six points behind the Rabbitohs. 
I mean, that is an incredible year for the Dolphins. For me, uh, yes, you can look at them being 13th and go, they're a shit side, but... You look at how close the comp is this year. They're four points. Uh, sorry, they're six points behind the Rabbitohs. They're eight points behind the Raiders, who are in the top eight. They're eight points of way of being in the top eight. I mean, that is a successful year in my book, especially with a team you know that's only just come into the competition. I think that is really, really impressive. Uh, shout out to Jack Bostock scoring in the first seven minutes of the game. I think that he is a really talented player. And, you know, if they bloody him a little bit more into this side, he could really be something. Sean O'Sullivan, I think, has been a success. You know, obviously with the injury, I think if it would have been more of a success if he had played a little bit more this season. Um, but with the games that I've seen him in this side, I think he does, he conducts this side around really, really well. Um, you know, I think he's a really good player. A lot of people, you know, consider him a second-string halfback. I think in a good side... You know, when they get on, get on a bit of a roll with some of the signings they've made going into this uh, next season, I think that he could be a really instrumental part of this team. I think he is a first-string halfback. I think he's just going to prove it to everybody else. Um, Isaiah Katoa, he's had a mixed bag year. I mean, obviously, starting at six, coming off the bench, you know, he's had a variety of roles going into this year. I think he's had a really mixed bag year. Overall, though, I think he's played quite well. Jermaine Asako has been really impressive this year. I think that he's been the shining light for the Dolphins uh, and a great way to end the year. A great way to end the year for them at beating the Warriors by 10. Not going to really judge the Warriors on too much. I mean, they did have half their fucking team out. Um, obviously, a lot of guys out. Not really from the back line. Rocco Berry and Adam Pompey, Marcelo Montoya, all still there. Uh, but for the most part, they had a lot of the guys out. Tomato Martin, only his first game back in this team, didn't mind him either. Uh, Josh Curran, obviously, being a workhorse for this team. Dylan Walker at lock was questionable. Yes, he's good as a roaming player, but to start at lock forward, I just don't think that's how you should use Dylan Walker. Other than that, you know, I don't mind this for the Warriors, to be honest. I'm not going to judge them too heavily. Uh, obviously, having a lot of guys out, uh, they're in the top four. I mean, that is an achievement in itself. Great stuff there for the Warriors. A decent way to finish the year for the Dolphins, though, uh, to beat the Warriors 34-10. Uh, we move on to the next game, the Panthers v. the Cowboys, and the Panthers getting a big win over the Cowboys, too. Uh, Cowboys didn't rest anybody. Neither did the Panthers. No excuses here. Panthers, lights out football. Uh, and obviously, you know, come the second half, they did some great things. The first half, though, was when they really turned on the switch. Um now, they scored most of their tries in the first half, obviously. And, you know, Panthers, we've considered them a second-half team all year. And obviously, over the past few years, you know, come the 60-minute mark is when they really switch things on. It was the complete opposite. It was the compl complete opposite in this game. Obviously, they scored most of their tries in the first half. Uh, Luke Somerton getting his first NRL try was awesome to see as well at hooker. I thought he did a really good job in this, in this side as well, being the makeshift hooker, obviously, while Mitch Kenny's out. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to be till he comes back into this side. He's been a little bit worrying. Uh, Jerome Luai obviously out for the first few weeks of finals. It's going to be a test for the Penrith Panthers. But to get a lights out win here against the Cowboys, I mean, I'm not too worried about it at all, to be honest. You know, going up against the Waz, it's going to be a really, really big test. I think it will be a big test. I think it's going to be a big fucking game. A big game. Um, yeah, I'm super keen to see how the Panthers do going that one. Uh, but a big win here. Stephen Crichton being a 
big instrument in that. Obviously, scored in the first five minutes and then dominated as well. And with his ball playing, his running game, really dangerous. I thought that he was outstanding. Nathan Cleary having a big game in this one as well. Uh, Arsenia Taruva looked really impressive on the wing there, uh, scoring two tries in this one. Liam Martin, I have to give him a shout-out. He was great in this one too. Uh, really, he... He is the definition of competitor to Liam Martin. He's such a competitor. Really love the football that he's been playing this season. Really dominant game here from the Penrith Panthers. You know, it was a Saturday full of smashings. It really was. I thought it was really impressive, though. Really impressive stuff from the Penrith Panthers, and it's a big, I guess, foreshadowing into this final series. A lot of people said that the Panthers might not win it this year. It's going to be very interesting. It'll be very interesting to see if they can still pull it off without a Luai. Uh, Penrith's minor premiership victory was their fifth in club history after finishing ahead of the Broncos on points differential in 2023. Uh, Obviously, they were on the same points, but the differential was the factor that got Penrith the minor premiership. So congratulations to the Penrith Panthers. We all thought the Broncos were going to get it, and we were hopeful that the Broncos were going to get it, but the Penrith Panthers got it again, really building a dynasty. Let's see if they can win the comp this year. It's probably the boring answer, but it's probably the right answer as well. It's either the Broncos or the Penrith Panthers for me. I think it might be the Panthers, maybe, but I'll make that decision closer too. Uh, Luke Summerton, first try on the NRL. Uh, you know, I was really impressed with him in this game. As I said, I think he's done a great job filling in for Mitch Kenny, obviously, with that leg injury. And it's going to be a really big factor, not only being without Luai for the most of this final series, but depending on the extent of this knee injury, being without Mitch Kenny as well, I think it's going to be a big test for the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers completed at 90% and had 60% of the ball. I mean, if you have, if you complete at 90% and have 60% of the ball you know you're in for a big fucking first half. You know you're in for the big first half, and you know that that side is probably most likely going to win the game. Uh, they set up a first half 26-0 lead as well. Uh, you know, Cowboys came out in the second half and really tried, uh, but the Penrith Panthers were playing a bit of lights-out football. Uh, Brian Toto has now scored 15 tries from his past 11 games at Bluebet Stadium as well. He's got a good record there. Uh, the Panthers had not lost consecutive games at Bluebet Stadium since 2019, so obviously uh, they were keen for a win there. The Cowboys remain winless at Bluebet Stadium since 2016, so that's a crazy stat there. Isaac Targo obviously made his return, but he was taken from the field in the 60th minute uh, as a tactic to make a return from the leg injury. Obviously, they're bringing him back slowly. Uh, the Cowboys hooker, Reese Robson, was sin-binned in the 67th minute, a big factor as to why the Cowboys couldn't come back in this game for a professional foul on Dylan Edwards. Obviously, if they were playing more games this year, he'd be worried he'd be suspended, but you know, luckily uh, they're not, so nothing to worry about there for the Cowboys. Uh, Stephen Crichton, as I said, was enormous in this game on the left edge, 224 metres, 13 tackle busts, four offloads. Absolutely outstanding performance there for Stephen Crichton and a big performance and a big win uh, here for the Penrith Panthers, obviously having a lights out first half. Uh, and then the Dragons v the Newcastle Knights being the last game of your Super Saturday, uh, winning against the Dragons 32-12. to uh, The Knights, a really successful game in this one, scoring two tries in 10 minutes. Obviously, Jacob Saifidi in the first minute of the game. 
was pretty interesting to see. Uh, two sin bins in this game. Obviously, Lockie Miller in the 68th minute and Blake Laurie in the 73rd minute. Um, obviously, for different offenses. Uh, penalty goal from Tyson Gamble was a bit of a deciding factor as well. 32 points in this game. Uh, three from six. Not the best conversion rate from Lockie Miller. I think they'll be looking forward to having KP back in this side at fullback going into the final series. Uh, but yeah, look, I mean, Lockie Miller, last game in the Knights jersey, you'd think. Um, you know, I think he did a pretty decent job filling in there at fullback. Uh, Far Money Brown, first game at hooker. I thought it wasn't too bad at all. I think he had a pretty decent knock. Uh, I think the Knights altogether had a pretty decent knock to get the win over the Dragons here. Uh, we knew what the outcome was going to be, I think, before both sides ran out onto the field. Uh, but Knights make it nine straight to secure the fifth spot. Nine straight games for the Knights. If you told me the Knights were going to win nine straight games in 2023... I would have laughed at you, especially at the start of this year when obviously there was those injury doubts for Kalen Ponga. I would have laughed in your face if you told me that we're going to win nine straight to get fifth on the ladder to finish the year. That is an insane effort there from the Newcastle Knights. Uh, Lockie Miller, as I said, sent to the sin bin in the 68th minute for a professional foul. Black Laurie also sent to the sin bin for a professional foul in the 73rd minute. Uh, Greg Marju, big, big game for Greg Marju. 212 metres. Dom Young, 204 metres in this game. Both meter readers and both big parts of Newcastle's success. Uh, this year, the wingers for the Knights, Greg Marju and Dominic Young. Uh, obviously, Matt Croker was sent for a head injury assessment in the 73rd minute of the match, so he didn't come back after that one. Hopefully, he's all good going into this week because, obviously, they did lose Adam Elliott, uh, obviously, in that game too due to injury. So, hopefully, uh, Matt Croker isn't out as well. I'll tell you what, if there was a shining light here for the Dragons, I thought Billy, Billy Burns, um, the Dragons forward there on the edge, he was tremendous, and he has been for the past few weeks. I think he's really come, in, come into his form a little bit towards the back end of the year. Got through a mountain of work in his defense. 42 tackles, 80-minute stint in the back row too. Um, I didn't think that he was going to be playing anywhere near 80 minutes for the Dragons, letting, letting alone, you know, being in the side as well. He had a really shocking, I think, start to the year. Not really shocking, but he was struggling to get into the team for most of the season. He comes in and has a really big knock, knock in this one. And obviously a few weeks ago, it uh, was probably the back row of the week as well. Um Sorry, just wiping my nose there. But I thought he was outstanding, Billy Burns. Absolutely outstanding in this one. 80 minutes, 80, 80 minutes stint, sorry. 42 tackles, mountain of work. I think he's been great over the past few weeks. A shining light and definitely someone I'd consider having in the starting back row uh, moving forward for the Dragons as well. Uh, the Knights had not won at Nestraba Jubilee Stadium since 2009. So obviously the Dragons did have a bit of a record here on the Knights. And we said... If not anyone's going to beat, beat this record, it's going to be the Knights uh, because they're a different footy side this year and they proved it. They won and they won well, uh, obviously, to make it nine straight. Uh, ben Hunt has now scored a try in his past five games at Net Straba Jubilee Stadium as well. So congratulations to Ben Hunt. But uh, obviously, the Knights, the dominant side, the wingers having a blinder. Uh, you know, Lockie Miller did okay as a fill-in fullback here for Carlin Ponga. Uh, Billy Burns was great for the Dragons, if there's any positives for the Dragons after this one. Uh, but it was a solid game from the Newcastle Knights to finish the year and move on into the final series. One.